everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And this is a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, episode 320, Thanksgiving. And if you're, you know, in the States... We need a turkey right here. That would have been been good. Can we CGI it? No. Um, It's cheesy. Um, So (laughs) the, you know, if you're in the States, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, If you're outside of the States, uh, it may not be a holiday for you, but I I still think that it's it's wise to, at least every so often, take some time to be thankful for the things in your life, the things in family, friends, jobs, community, all those things it's important to be thankful for. And uh, one of the things that we're really thankful for is reselling. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about um, why we're thankful for reselling, how reselling has been you know, good for us and, and beneficial. Uh, so as you are entering into this time of Thanksgiving, you probably got family over and you're probably getting ready for dinners and all of those things. Um, you know, we, we wanted to keep that spirit going and, and keep that heart of gratitude. There we go. So the, the easy one, we'll do the easy one first. Just the extra income. Yeah, money. It's just- <laughs> Always thankful for money. But it, it, it's wild to think that in reselling, it's very much on you how much you make, mm. right? It, it's, it's how much hustle you put in. Now, it doesn't mean that if you put in a ton of hustle, you're going to get a ton of money either, right? I think... You got to be wise. Yeah, you got to be wise. But I mean, I, I'm thinking about before when I was part-time and I just started reselling. I was making, you know, three to $400 a week. And it, when I was part-time i was making a full-time salary as as a, as a administrator and then i just had an extra three or four hundred dollars to just yeah do whatever i wanted even if you're part-time because that's one of the things I, I think sometimes we we forget because i mean i'm part-time but I, I do pretty well reselling there are a lot of people who resell who three to four hundred dollars extra a month is really life, all life changing. It's all you need, right? Like that, 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 that's my student loan payment, or that's that's my car payment, or that's gas that I need for the month, or whatever the situation or even 100. is. Hundred. Yeah, I mean, any little bit because I, I sometimes I think about that. Like whenever I get a new subscription, like I love Audible. There's times that I'm like, oh, I could do two credits a month, and so I go up to you know the twenty four dollar a month, and there's times like, well, I only need one credit a month, so I go down to fifteen. But I just think like, hey, I'm bringing in this money. Like I can get this subscription, I can get this subscription. All of these subscriptions that I have that I use are are paid for just by reselling like very, very part-time. Like if I just spend minimal effort, I can cover pretty much all of my subscriptions. So just thinking about that, like that frees up tons of money in other areas. Like you don't have to allot your fixed income towards those things because you've got that money that you can make extra. And then that gives you that that free money. Maybe it's your savings. Maybe you're trying to pay off debt. An extra three to $400 a month, just pouring that onto that credit card that you have. It It, it is amazing how much that can impact and change you. Because again, like a lot of times we talk about nine to fives, there isn't always opportunities for extra money. You might be able to pick up an extra shift. You might be able to work overtime. But a lot of times, you know, especially if your salary, like this is, you're pretty much on a fixed income. And this is what gives you that little flexibility. And you could say, this is my vacation every year, 400 extra a month. That's a, that's a, you know, almost $5,000 vacation I can take with my family once a year. So it's, it's amazing to have that income. And a lot of times it's easy to be upset about Hey, sales are down. And if you're full-time, it's it's different. You know, it really sucks when sales are down. But if you're part-time, like yes, it does. having that attitude of every time an item sells, like this is just extra money that I have. 
and just being thankful for it, it totally changes your perspective. And you're a little bit happier to list items and to go sourcing because you've got that attitude of, man, what a blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just not to belabor the point, but had I known about reselling like before the birth of my first son, it would have changed everything. I mean, I, I didn't know about reselling, even though eBay was around, I got a job at In-N-Out Burger and I, I remember working, I think it was like five hour shifts. So I teach all day until about three 30, go home, hang out with the family. And then I go work from like five to 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it was brutal. And, and it brought in, you know, I was, uh, at that time, it's crazy how, how high minimum wage has gone, but I was making $9 an hour. This was back in 2005. Okay. 2005, $9 an hour. Now you can make 20 bucks an hour. I didn't know. That's crazy. Okay. But I was working 20 hours a week for $180. Imagine what you could do with 20 hours a week of reselling right now. Yeah. And I mean, even think about that, like my school before taxes, by the way. Yeah. So I'm lucky enough to be at a school that does offer quite a bit of stipends for various things. And they, you know, up the, the salary pay or the, the hourly pay for if you were to take on something like Saturday school. It's like, oh, you just spend six hours on your Saturday and you're going to make an extra 350 bucks. And it's like, well, that's, that's a pretty decent, you know, on yeah. Saturday that adds up if I did it every Saturday, you know, for the month. But for me, because I know how much I can make reselling, I can say, no, my Saturdays are actually worth more than that. Mm -hmm. I can go sourcing and easily clear $350 in just a couple hours. I'm not spending six hours at work and I'm locked. And I can say, no, I'm not going to go this weekend. And, 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 and that leads kind of to the next point is it offers a lot of flexibility when you're a reseller and you're hustling in that way, if you take on an extra responsibility at work, a lot of times that locks you into an extra responsibility. You know, you're, you're guaranteed you have to work these hours. You have to take, do this extra responsibility, this extra role in order to make the additional money. Um, and that doesn't always offer you that flexibility. And even if it is a part-time job or a, a, if it is a nine to five that you're doing and you can say like, Hey, every once in a while I can pick up an extra shift. There's a lot of times where companies are like, no, we're not offering overtime right now. And you're basically stuck on, on whether or not they're offering those shifts, if you can take them. Whereas reselling, you can decide, I need the extra money right now. I'm going to go spend the extra effort or no, I'm doing okay right now. I don't need to do it. So that just, it offers up so much flexibility. Well, and it's 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. right? You could be making money while you sleep. Now, obviously it's not passive income. You right. still have to like list and pack and ship. But it, but it's nice in a way I, I can tell you, you know, Mike and I, you know, our, our, our kids are getting older, our families, well, yours has grown since, <laughs> since yeah, we started my the third podcast. is on the way. Did you have, did you have no kids when we started the podcast? I How think old, you, old is right now? He's about to turn five. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't think. I don't know if he was born yet or not. Wow. No, no, he was, he was. He was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But still, still. Okay. And, uh, my boys have gotten older and, you know, as your kids get older, the more of your time is occupied, right? You know, the, the first, and again, this is a Thanksgiving episode, right? So we're just going to, we're going to go off script here and just talk about stuff that we're thankful for reselling, but this is tied into it. When you have kids in the beginning, right? You just, you just throw them in a car seat or you throw them in a carrier or they're in their crib. Like, I mean, there's maintenance, but it's not that much. Maintenance. Yeah. The first, first several months, pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, you're not sleeping at all, but it's different than when you got the three-year-old that wants to go to the park yeah. and the three-year-old, and then they become seven or eight and then they join sports teams. That's right. Right. Then you got practices every afternoon and you got games on Saturdays and then, and then they get older and then they play, you know, junior high sports and varsity sports and you're traveling. And, you know, I, I'll never forget uh, my son when he, when he was wrestling, 
<laughs> it, was, it was practice from like 4.30 to like 7. It was 6.30, but they never finished at 6.30. It was like 7 o'clock. And then we'd have all day tournaments on Saturday. Right. And then we'd have to drive. And so my whole Saturdays would be shot. But the beauty of it was, was that I never missed a single match. Right. I was always available if, if he needed a ride to practice. Um, you know, with my youngest, you know, when he, when he was playing sports, you know, it, it never was, it never was something that I had to go like, Oh, I have to work or, you know, um, you know, it just, it was just nice because I could drop whatever I'm doing. Right. And this money was still, coming in. And so there's just so much flexibility. I, even when my kids are sick, right? My kids are sick. You know, if I was working, it's kind of like, Oh, I need to find somebody to help. No, I can be around. I can help them out. It's not that big of a deal. So really grateful for the flexibility that uh reselling brings. That's right. Now this other one, I, I'm extremely grateful for, I, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, somebody gave us some feedback on the last episode about, you know, all the ads that we run and all this, but here's the thing. We don't make that much money on any of the ads. Um, and the most money we've made from this podcast has been from learning from the reselling community, right? Even though we share content we talk about what to look out for, we share hustle of the week, uh, we share how to source, we share all these different things. I've gained so much more from people in the reselling community, even before we had the discord, just following people on social media, uh, learning from other people. And then via the podcast, people reaching out to us, making friends and reselling. And then the discord opened up a whole nother world of reselling community for us. And so I just really grateful because, you know, Mike and I, and Mike had mentioned this in the early days before we, right before we dropped the discord, how reselling can be a really solitary thing. Right. And yeah, you might watch YouTube and yeah, you might listen to the podcast, but now the fact that there's a place like the discord where you can communicate and you can talk to people, uh, I got to tell you, reselling community has, has been great on the financial side. It's been great because a lot of the leads and, and stuff we've been able to, you know, make money on, but on the other side, which has been more valuable has been the community and like-minded people and, and just being able to share ideas. So it's been really good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. Like even going to eBay Open, meeting other resellers in person, even out and about, like sometimes you see other resellers at garage sales and stuff and it's just competition a lot of times. But having that presence, being on social media, some people recognize you and then you can actually stop and chat and you realize like, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe this person is kind of competition, but there's also a person that I got a lot in common with and we can chat and, and have a good time and talk about things reselling related. And when, when you have that community, it really does help. And you know, your, your involvement in community can be, you know, just on Instagram or YouTube or Reddit. There's, there's many places you can find it. And the reality is just like any community, you've got to be careful. I I'm really big on, on my own social, personal social media, um, of like purging. If it's not, not just like friends. I know a lot of people are like, get rid of the toxic friends and stuff, which there's definitely something to be said for that. But your social media, the way the algorithm is set up, like it really is set up to give you what you want to see. And you're almost in a lot of ways, a hundred percent, uh, responsible for the stuff that's in your feed. It's the mm. stuff you're interacting with. It's the stuff you're seeing. And so you can easily get into the negative groups, the negative stuff, the negative, you know, influencers, the negative people posting things. And, and you're just constantly irritated and, and upset and not like built up, or you can be a little bit more intentional about creating a, a, a page where the things that you're you're seeing on a regular basis, the things that that you're interacting with, 
are things that are giving you tips, the things that are giving you advice, the things that are giving you funny stories that, are, that you can connect with and things that are just going to uplift you. And, and in the, the, the heart of being grateful, especially going into this Thanksgiving season, we all feel a little bit better. I feel, I know a lot of times people get so worked up on holidays with the cooking and families in town. It's not fun, but if you really just took the time to like actually be grateful, the people, the times when you're around family and you're, you're really thankful, like, you know, well, I get to see this uncle again, like who knows? So I'm going to just be grateful for this person in my life. When you have that, that attitude to be cheesy, that attitude of gratitude, when, is the Thanksgiving episode? when you've got a positive mind, it really does in, in, in impact your life. And we're really big. Somebody actually just recently commented on our think and grow rich, uh, uh, pod, our oh, YouTube. Really? Yeah. Somebody mentioned the book and Arlon and I were not fond of that book because we, we're absolutely not like, you know, we can manifest success in our life, but there is something to be said. And I've seen this in my own life. And I know many people do. If you're dwelling on negative things, your life is going to be miserable, not necessarily because you're just bringing negative things in, but, but you're not even being grateful for the things you have. Whereas, you know, tons of people have recognized, okay, if I, if I have a gratitude journal, as cheesy as that sounds, or if I just spend a few minutes every day when I wake up, instead of getting on social media and seeing stuff about politics, that's going to upset me. And I just sit and meditate or pray or whatever it is. And, and, and just be thankful for like, man, look at these great things I have in my life. You could have, the world could be collapsing around you. But if you say like, man, I got a roof over my head. My, I had a warm bed to sleep in tonight. I've got family around me that love me. I just sold a really cool thing. And, and you have, I got a community. I've got some people that I talk to about reselling. When you bring those people into your life and you bring the people that are going to make you happy and grateful, you're just going to feel better. Things can go wrong and you're going to feel better. So the community you have, you're responsible for. You you create that community. You 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 choose what parts of the community you want to be involved in. So, um, and, and we believe there's a big portion of the reselling community that is negative and it's going to bring you down. But the, we've been very grateful. And I think one of the reasons why you know, we're the biggest podcast, but like when it comes to Instagram and YouTube, you know, we're, we're small fries, but the community we have, like we've never tried to pander to the broad community, just trying to like clickbait, let's get people angry. Cause we have a group that's for the most part, just super optimistic and super positive. And we're grateful for this community. And we'd rather have this community than hundred times the amount of followers and it just be negative and toxic and terrible. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Hey, real quick though. Uh, just, you know, this is our one short, uh, thing to say thank you to all of you, uh, that have been supporting us on Patreon. It's really been great, uh, to be able to just, you know, not only, you know, see the comments and the thumbs up and, and all the positive comments on, on Apple iTunes, but being able to know that people are like, Hey, we're in with you guys. We're willing to help you out. And, and we just want to say thank you. And so grateful to all of you that support us on uh, Patreon. If you haven't yet go to patreon.com slash peers of podcast, or go to the link below, uh, just for five fifty five a month, you can definitely help us, uh, not only keep the lights on, but allow us to have more time, uh, to focus on the podcast, create more content, hopefully here in the future. And just, uh, you know, partner with us as, as we continue to help other re other resellers and people that want to level up their standard of living. Uh, also part of that bonus that you'll get is you'll be in the discord that we've been talking about and a uh, part of a great thriving community. That's just not about showing 90 day totals or <laughs> somebody at one time said, who's going to be the first one to show their 90 day total here. I thought that was kind of funny. I'm not against it. I just, you know, again, whenever people post those there, I have so many questions when people post those, you know, so that's for another time, but, uh, it's a great community where we're all there to help each other. And, uh, just, you know, again, create community 
uh, in the Discord. Also, if you want to follow us on all social media, uh, we are Pierce of Podcasts. We're also Pierce of Cast on Twitter. You can always give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, this is one of our shorter episodes, by the way. So in case you're wondering. Yeah, we hey, want you to have time with your family. Yeah, no, that's the whole point. Like we, as much as we love you guys all tuning in, we'd rather have you be with friends and family uh, during this Thanksgiving time. And so we will get back to our, our long form for our next uh, update episode. So uh, anyways, uh, check us out on YouTube. If you're just listening to the podcast, subscribe, hit, smash that like button, hit that bell notification. And last of all, thank you to all of you that continue uh, to, you know, put in nice reviews on Apple iTunes. That re- really helps us in the algorithm. That's right. All right, man, this next one, this is probably one of my, my favorite parts about reselling really? is the things that I've learned and the treasure hunt. And so the first part, like learning things like I'm, I'm a hobby guy. I think, I think a lot of people are, you know, you get into hobby. Some people they're they've, they found their one hobby and they've stuck to it forever and, and they get really good at that. But I just love learning new hobbies, man. There's times where it's like, man, there's just people out playing pickleball. This seems really cool. I want to learn more about pickleball. And I want to, is pickleball picking up these days? Oh, it's huge. It's, I, I look I at pickleball. About so pickleball is to tennis as snowboarding is to skiing. That's the way I look at it. Like pickleball is like the okay. new younger, a lot of tennis players don't like the pickleballers coming in cause they take up the courts and, but you can literally get like four times the amount of people on a, a tennis court playing pickleball than playing tennis. So it's more really? of like the, it's, it's not the as bougie or, you know, that it's not, it's not as fancy, I guess, as tennis in that sense. Uh, but, but yeah, in whatever the hobby is, like I, I've mentioned ham radio, different RC stuff. Um, I've, different tons of niches that I've gotten involved in over the last several years. Um, I mean, I was into kites for a while. Like you can find out and learn tons of things by reselling. Like, man, this is really cool. Let me learn more about this. Oh, this is fun. Let me, let me, I bought this item. I sourced this item. I'm going to sell, but I'm going to use it for a little while. This is, man, I really want to get into this. And so you can learn so much about so many different things. You learned a ton about Hot Wheels. I've learned a ton about various things over the years, manga, all kinds of stuff. It's like, man, this is kind of a cool thing to learn about. And then the treasure hunt of you've, you've learned about something and then you find it. Like you got into Hot Wheels and then you go to a garage sale and you open up a bin and it's like, oh my gosh, there's a red line, right? Or I'm out and about and I see a board game that I know I'm going to be able to sell for 120 bucks because it's like a grail board game. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing this for $5 right now. Like this is amazing. And so that treasure hunt of you never know what you're going to find. And sometimes it's like, it's the thing you don't even realize. Like, oh, here's a thermostat. It's unopened. Let me look at this. Well, this sells for 300 bucks. And so you might not even be excited for what it is you're selling, but the fact that you just picked up what seems to be junk that sells for a ton of money, man, it's, it, nothing feels better than that. Like just to, to, it literally is modern day treasure hunting. It is. And not only that, I also love learning the history behind a lot of stuff. Like sometimes I, you know, it, it's very easy. And again, maybe because I'm a history guy, whatever it is, but I love when, you know, I, I go to a local deal and, you know, they're selling vintage stuff. And then, um, they're like, I ask, do you have any other things? They're like, oh yeah, we got this, we got over, this over here. And then I tell, I say, Hey, tell me a little bit about the story about, you know, these things. And then they'd go on into, well, my, my grandfather fought in world war two and was, you know, stationed here. And I can't tell you how many incredible people I've come across in making these deals and the awesome stories that I've heard. And then there's the other side of the treasure hunt. Like you said, you just, you, you never know, right? It's, it doesn't to me, it doesn't get old and maybe it does to some people. And maybe that's why they stop reselling. But, uh, you know, 
I, I've heard some people say that, you know, some people are resellers because they just like the money. Mm-hmm. Right. And understood. Like you, I, I like the money. I got to make money to pay my bills and, and so on. But there's others that really enjoy reselling because of the treasure. And I think I fall into that category uh, where I don't see it as like a, I hate saying this because I'm going to get hate for this, but I see it more as a hobby, even though I run it as a business Yeah, in the sense that I enjoy it. Like I don't dread it. Yeah. Are there times that stuff sells? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to pack this or I don't want to list this. Yeah. That happens all the time. But I got to tell you, the sourcing for me doesn't get old. I love going to another, you know, when we travel, you didn't mention, I love going traveling and sourcing and you never know what you'll find. I remember when I was in Wisconsin, uh, I came across a bunch of vintage toys and it was like in a barn and uh, I bought some Ninja Turtle stuff. I bought some Nintendo powers. I had Pokemon cards Had no idea what I was buying. I, I some red lines. I, I dropped like 120 and I made, you know, like five to $600 on that sourcing trip. But I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know until I flew back to San Diego and it just sat on my table for a few days and then I started looking it up. So you just never know. And you're always learning. And, and you also learn how to save money in your own personal life, right? Because you're like, Hey, I need a baseball glove or, you know, for example, my son uh, plays tennis and he has like the best tennis rackets that we've gotten like pennies on the dollar because, you know, students, you know, kids play tennis in high school, they go off to college and their parents are like, eh, we just want to get rid of this stuff. And so you're buying, you know, a hundred plus dollar racket for like $5. Right. And so you also not only do you learn, you know, what to look out for when sourcing, but you learn how to make those great deals uh, that saves you money in the end, which in the end, you're making money if you're saving that money. That's right. Now, this 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 next one has been an interesting one for me. And I don't know if Mike's maybe Mike's already had this mindset, but (laughs) he's like, yeah, since I was born. Well, uh, since junior high, for sure. But before I became a reseller. I was just a nine to five guy. And I hate the phrase nine to five because that can mean a lot of things. Just like when people say I left my corporate job, like does working at Best Buy, is that corporate? What what does corporate job mean? Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, management or something like that. Sure. So this doesn't mean like you're working in a high rise. No, not necessarily. See, that's in my mind. That's what I think about. Like, no, I, I mean, like when I used to manage a call center for direct TV and I left it, I would say I left corporate, right? Like, okay. That's what that means. Okay. Anyways. I thought the only way to make money was just finding other ways within my field of education, right. which is good too, right? It's funny. I, I look at these guys that uh, have uh, AP review channels on YouTube and they have like a million followers. Yeah. Like, I wish I thought about that. But yeah. back then, it never even crossed my mind, right? Even though I was going to those channels. Yep. It never crossed my mind. But when I, when I, when I left my, you know, my, my career for the moment, uh, out of education and I became a full-time reseller and we started doing the podcast, I just started thinking about, wow, I could, I could make money doing this, right? I could invest money here. I could, you know, uh, the podcast, Mike and I never thought about sponsors, right? In the beginning. And, and that's probably for the reason too, that we didn't have a lot of sponsors because you don't get sponsors until you start growing. Yeah. We had a hundred right? listeners. Yeah, we had no, no ads. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I didn't think about that. I never thought about I could sell inventory via Instagram. Right. I never thought about that. I mean, th- there's so many things that I didn't think about. I didn't think about, you know, there's other side businesses like I, I still plan on doing Turo. I'm just waiting for the. um 
the resale of the used car market to go down. It's still way too high for me to buy two vehicles, uh, but I want it to go down. So these are all things that I had no mind frame and that mind frame, mindset, mindset. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right away, Mike and I went not right away, but pretty soon after we started the podcast, we started reading all these books, right? Richest man in Babylon. Uh, I don't, I don't want four hour work. We four hour work. We, I'm just looking behind rich dad, poor dad. I can't tell you how many times people push that book on me and I never read it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is scammy. It's and a game changer. Da-da-da. Right. But no, it changed atomic habits. Great book, right? The, all the books on our bookshelf right here. And we'll eventually we'll get back to our level up reviews, but I would have never touched those books had I not started reselling. Yeah. I, I think it, it's really sad because it is, we, we did a whole episode, we did a Monday mini on the benefits of nine to five and there are benefits to it. However, our system is kind of set up and has created what I, what I would consider and other people have used this term. So I'm not making this term up, but the idea of like a wage slave. And if you think about the way our economy is set up, a lot of people will go to school and they get in debt and then they go get a job at a nine to five. And then they're kind of at the the whim of their, their boss and their company. And, and you could, you're really replaceable. And you kind of have to do whatever they ask for. And you've got to work the hours they ask for. And a lot of what you're working for is to pay taxes and to pay your student loans. And so like what you're actually making, like if you think about it, I did the math one time and I I, I realized like four-ish or maybe more months of the year, my salary is just to pay off student loans and taxes. Mm. Which means like if you think about it, like I'm almost a slave for four months of the year. Yeah. Because I have to pay all these things in order to work this job that I have and and it, uh, we've created, and it's our educational system that has created this this <coughs> this system that we have, and and you know various forms of capitalism and all those things have kind of created a system where people feel like this is the only way. You have to work for somebody else. You have to do these things. And there are some people who are just born with it, where they they were like, no, I'm starting my own business. Like, I'm, I'm going to get into a trade. And I'm starting my own my own plumbing business, or I'm going to do this, and I'm going to start and. A lot of times that's where the money is and that's where the risk is too. I mean, there's a lot of risk to go to take on all that responsibility. And a lot of times people start a business and it fails within a couple of years and they start another business and it fails in a couple of years and there's no guarantee, but there's also no guarantee that you get into the cushy nine to five or that cushy government job and it's always going to last and you're always going to be safe. I mean, 2020 showed us that, you know, nobody's really safe in in Uh certain situations. Um, So yeah, being able to think about things differently, I think reselling and talking to people on the discord too and talking to people on instagram um i've realized that a lot of people have almost been awoken it's like taking the red pill in in matrix where you're like wait a minute i can step out of this wage slave and i can be my own boss because you're almost thought like that's just for the crazy people and like the super super successful smart rich people who start companies but anybody can really do that and again there's risk in it but typically it's that risk reward benefit. A lot of people take the safe route, which again, there's not necessarily anything wrong with, but it, you could end up being in a place where you just are always locked in as a wage slave. You get your two weeks vacation a year. That's all you get. And you kind of, depending on your seniority, when you're almost told when you get to take your vacation. I know a lot of people who, you know, I don't get to take those days off. I'm not, I haven't been here long enough. And, and so when you start to think more, you know, entrepreneurially, I don't even know if that's a word, um, you, it changes your opinion on a lot of things. I've, I've, since the podcast has started, I've tried to to do various things and I think I could have been successful in a few of them and I just didn't put the work into it. And a couple of things, I've got some things on the side where I make money on. Um, but like, for instance, I didn't talk about this openly in the podcast. I mentioned doing it. There was a time where I was doing uh, like worm farming. I remember. Yeah. Worm farming. And, and 
honestly, I still have the business plan set up and I, I kind of put it on pause because I'm planning on moving. But I'm I have followed people who like they do this, they make money selling composting worms, and a big part of their business is not just the worms that they sell, which they make a ton of money on, but they run a service where they sell buckets to people and it's a service where they go and pick up the bucket, they get paid twenty dollars a month for this person to compost their stuff. They take the bucket of the compost and they give another bucket and then they feed the compost that people are paying them to their worms and then they sell the worms for you know to gardeners and then they sell the compost to other people and they're making money from it's just crazy that it's like somebody figured out how to literally make a living selling worms and 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 t- collecting people's trash. And it, it just amazes me that there's so many opportunities out there that until you start reselling, a lot of times you're just blind to it. You don't even think. And it's almost like we have those blinders on because you see, like you said, somebody being successful on YouTube doing AP review videos. And a lot of people, it doesn't ever cross your mind of, I should do this. Or if it does, I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, I should do that. But they don't have that feeling of, I actually could. And reselling has opened up, I think, that gratitude of that that mindset of, you know what, I've been successful here. I'm very thankful for I've been successful. I've learned a lot about business and doing taxes. And I've learned a lot about overhead. And I've learned a lot about shipping. And maybe I can try this other thing. And oh, didn't it didn't work out. But that's fine. I use some seed money from reselling. Let me try something else. And you start to think more of, wait a minute, I can make money doing that. Yeah. It, it changes your whole mindset. It, it, it's wild because you realize there's potential, right? You can make more, you can scale on reselling. And so not only can you scale on reselling, you can also use the funds from that reselling to start other businesses or to invest here. Just to me, it just changed my whole uh, mindset on things. Now, this last one is my favorite one. And hence the reason why we're doing the short podcast is time with family. You know, it, instead of, like you said, you know, I could have done that Saturday school, but because of reselling, I'm not doing that Saturday school, right? Because I, I found another way to make money. And granted, it may be good sometimes to take it. But, you know, I, I'm a big fan that you only have your family for so long. And so you need to maximize that time. And it's real easy. I mean, if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this and it's just you and you're not married yet, then, you know, hustle till, you know, you, you can't no more. Yeah. Okay. You sleep when you die, right? <laughs> sleep when you die. But hey, if, you, if you're a young family and you just got married and you're thinking of having kids or you're having kids or whatever it is, like reselling will give you that opportunity to be able uh, to, you know, take care of your family, you know, uh, spend time with your you know, significant other, uh, be able to provide things uh, for your kids without having to sacrifice the time. I, you know, my family growing up, they work like crazy. And I, I, I was able to have a lot of things that, you know, and granted, I, I didn't grow up rich, but I had a little bit more than other people I knew. And it's because my parents worked really hard, but I really didn't spend a lot of time with my parents. Right. And now I, now I don't know if my kids enjoy all the time I spend with them, but I, I spend endless amounts so much so that it's weird when I feel guilty when I'm doing eBay stuff and I'm like, I have to stop myself and go, wait, like if I wasn't doing eBay, I would see them probably less, far less than I see them now. Yeah. Right. And so the, the family time is so important. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I just, I just want to make sure you guys understand, like you may think like, Oh, getting up on a Saturday morning, going to a garage or going to a thrift store or having to ship this stuff. Like, man, it, it, it can get taxing, but you're able to maximize the amount of money that you need in such a short amount of time by doing that that you get that time back to spend with your loved ones. That's right. And I, I look at family time in, in two different ways. There's 
quantity time and quality time. And I feel like there's a false sense where a lot of people think the most important thing is quality time. I disagree. I think the most important really? thing, I think the most important thing is quantity time. I think you can try and force moments of, you know, I don't spend very much time with my kids, but I'm going to resell and I'm going to hustle so hard and I'm going to save up for that vacation. And we'll spend one week out of the year together and try and bond. But the rest of the time I'm, I'm pretty much absent. Right. But the nice thing with reselling is it kind of allows you to have both. It allows you to have that opportunity to have more quantity time, like you said, uh, if you're doing it right now, if your goal is nothing but money, you know, like you said, or you're young, you don't have a family. Sure. Do whatever you need to do. Um, and you might be in a season where it's like, I need to, I'm going to have to just sacrifice some family time for six months because mortgage is late and I've got to hustle and, and you know, you've got to make those sacrifices. But in the long run, I think you don't want to, you don't want to get rid of the better. You don't want to, the, for the sense of wanting to have more family time and save up for that vacation, lose family time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to find that balance of, I resell so that I have quantity time, but then I also have the freedom to have some of those quality times. And I can go on vacation. We can go to Disneyland paid for. We can do these things because of reselling. So you want to have a mixture of both. And I think another aspect of time with family and it doesn't work for everybody. We have a lot of people on our discord that we talk to and they're like, man, I wish I can get my husband on board or I wish I can get my wife on board. So some people are just stuck where it's just you and you're kind of doing this alone. And that's a bummer. Um, But a lot of times you can, you can get that other person involved. A lot of people, they do this maybe with their spouse or with their significant other or they each kind of have their own niche that they deal with. And I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, the word economy comes from two Greek words, which literally mean house management. Like the idea of economy used to be within the household of what does the household produce, whether it's farming, whether it's uh, blacksmithing, whether it's whatever. And both the husband and wife were active in that economy. You know, one doing one role, maybe the physical role and another doing another part of the role, maybe selling stuff or mending things or both people were involved in that. And I've realized in my own family, working with my wife reselling, that reselling, working together, and a lot of people think, oh, I couldn't work with my spouse. It'd be awful. But the reality is it actually brings you together in such a cool way. Like my wife and I have grown so much closer working together reselling because we have a shared mission. And I feel like, you know, just like us, like our friendship, I think has grown because we have the shared mission of the podcast. And when you as a family have a shared mission, like we're doing this thing together because we want to get out of debt or because we want to go on vacation or because it, it, it creates a bond that it's so much harder to break. You get that quantity time of, Hey, we're just out in the garage packing stuff, which boring, but Hey, let's talk, let's do this thing together. So if you, if you can, not only that time with your, your family because of reselling the money, but if you can get your family involved, get them part of it, man, you can watch your family grow and see that real economy, not not the global economy where there's wage slaves, but that house management economy where within your own house, you're you're stable, you're 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 not dependent upon other people to make money, you're making your own money, man, that creates a freedom and a bond that's just so much different than I'm going to work, you're going to work, doing separate things, and we just have no idea. Yeah, I agree, I agree. That's. Uh, definitely a blessing. Gotta tell you there. So hopefully, uh, a lot of these things that you're thankful that we're thankful for, you're also thankful for. Uh, and again, everybody has their own reasoning. I mean, as to why they're thankful for reselling. I'm sure we've missed a lot of things here, but ultimately, we want all of you to spend time with your friends and family this Thanksgiving. So appreciate you tuning in for this uh, shorter Piers of Podcast episode. Yeah. With that being said, happy Thanksgiving, and make sure to keep it real, relevant, and reselling. Late. Gobble, gobble. Oh, my goodness.